Live from Seaside, Florida, this is the Seaside Radio Show, where we discuss the simple, beautiful life. What we've tried to do here is create a very consciously choreographed set of experiences that do slow you down and get you to enjoy being in the moment, basically enjoy reconnecting with yourself, family, and friends, and with nature. Now, here's your host, Seaside's own Lori Smith. I'm Lori Smith, Seaside's Public Relations and Marketing Director. And on behalf of Seaside, I want to welcome you today to commemorate the past 35 years of this vibrant community. Thank you for being here to help celebrate its success. Present today are Seaside co founders Robert and Daryl Davis. Vice President and General Manager, Pam Avery, Seaside staff, merchants, and homeowners, architects, and many, many friends of Seaside. We're here because Seaside is important to each one of us, and being connected has impacted us in some way. I also want to thank Sweet Henrietta's for providing this lovely birthday cake for Seaside, and Bud and Allie's for offering the champagne toast that we will have later. Along with Robert and Daryl, we truly believe it's the people who live, work, and visit here that help to give Seaside life. Now, several generations who have caught Robert and Daryl's vision and want to continue that legacy. It's hard to imagine that Seaside started out as just a dream that began with Robert's grandfather, J.S. Smullyan, but Robert caught the magic and shared his grandfather's dream. And in 1981, Seaside was born. Since then, each of you have played an important role with your contribution, helping establish Seaside's personality and making it what it is today. Not only has this new urbanist community had far-reaching impact worldwide, but also in all of your hearts, in our hearts. Probably most of you can remember a time when Seaside has made a difference in your own life. And we want to hear more about those experiences shortly when we invite you to come to the microphone and share a fond memory or story. But first, I'd like to introduce your friend and Seaside's co-founder, Robert Davis, who will say a few words and lead us in a champagne toast. Thank you, Laurie. Well, this is overwhelming. I had planned to uh, thank a few of the old timers for being here, but there's so many of you that I don't want to leave anyone out. So I want each one of you to come up here and uh, tell a little bit about your story and uh, how, what, what Seaside means to you and how you got here and, and uh, just remind us of this astounding, large, extended family that created this place. So the only person, well actually there are two people I'd like to thank. First of all, my grandfather for uh, buying 80 acres of worthless sand back in 1946 when I was three uh, and holding on to it and uh, allowing me to inherit this property and to embark on this great adventure. And then I'd like to thank Daryl for joining me on this great adventure uh, because this certainly was the wilderness, uh, a young woman who was accustomed to big city life. Uh, coming up here was uh, quite a move, and I can only thank her for 
loving me and uh, sticking uh, with this for 35 years so far and counting, and particularly in the early years when uh, to get groceries we had to drive to New Orleans. <laughs> we were pretty persnickety about getting good olive oil back then. Well, now we have Modica Market and we don't have to go very far at all. Um, it's fitting that this is a foggy morning because uh, in 1981, the uh, economic horizons were pretty foggy. Uh, President Reagan had declared morning in America, but uh, the fog hadn't lifted, and we were in a national real estate recession, uh, not quite as deep as the one that uh, started here in 2000, end of 2005, I'm proud to say that Florida led the country once more into a depression started by the bursting of a real estate bubble in our fine state. We had done the same thing back in the 1920s when the 1926 hurricane uh, wiped out Florida real estate values and the uh, country uh, followed three years later, precisely, in 1929, with a stock market crash. So you can be proud of your fine state for uh, leading us into the boom and bust uh, economic cycles at least on two occasions, and if you look back, uh, probably quite a few more. But at any rate, it was a very interesting uh, time to be starting this rather um, different approach to developing real estate and to building community. And I can only thank my grandfather for allowing me the luxury of time, because we could go extremely slowly and uh, make our mistakes at relatively small scales that we could recover from. And that, I think, is one of the secrets to Seaside success, the other one is all of you. The um, engaging a lot of people in this rather improbable dream to recreate a community that was much like the communities that people had developed uh, for the first several thousand years of uh, urban existence uh, among human beings and had only been abandoned in the post-World War II era for a brave new world of automobility and uh, suburban sprawl. So I'm very pleased that we not only succeeded in this with this place by going very slowly and carefully, uh, but we managed to begin to change the way that uh, real estate development is, is done in America and uh, we've begun to shift the uh, conversation back to building and rebuilding towns and cities. So I think that I'm not going to talk a lot about the good old days because that's really up to you and I'm not going to talk at all about the future because uh, on February 22nd uh, through 24th, we have a Seaside Prize uh, weekend uh, devoted to tactical urbanism, a new movement that uh, 
in many ways reprises what we did in the early 80s that is making very small moves like uh, an outdoor marketplace to begin the development of uh, or redevelopment of urbanity in, in cities and uh, doing it uh, simply, inexpensively, but in ways that can maximize impact. One of the things that we'll be talking about during that weekend will be uh, plans for the future of Seaside, and I've shared them with some of the merchants here. Uh, there are, there's slightly more precision in our plans since we did that a couple of months ago. Uh, but they continue to evolve, and they evolve largely because of the uh, very important uh, feedback impact that we get from people like you who have helped develop this community, help build it, help build the civic infrastructure, uh, the uh, commerce, and all the other things that make this a wonderful place to live and to spend time. So with that, I'm going to, uh, I guess, raise a glass and ask you to start uh, getting your glasses and coming up here and talking about uh, your experiences with this place. Well, there's plenty of champagne left, so if you don't already have a glass, what, raise your hand and we'll get it to you. Okay, well, I'd like to uh, toast to us and to the uh, building and continual rebuilding of community. So Micah grew up here. He has a few memories. Um, hold on a sec. I wrote some notes so I don't go too off script. So, um, hi. Hey. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to go into it. I guess I was probably one of the pioneering children of this area, and uh, I had the pleasure and privilege of having Seaside as uh, my personal playground, along with some other kids, some of whom are here today. Mackenzie, shout out. And uh, our uh, nanny, Dana, who allowed us to enjoy Seaside in probably a way that most kids these days can't. There used to be a uh, tent in the Lyceum. I don't know if you remember that, but we were allowed to basically uh, water ski down it and uh, other such things. We had a slip and slide that led right into the bottom of the amphitheater where water would often collect, so we would have like an impromptu pool sometimes. Um, so I, I had a certain privilege, and uh, it was really awesome. I didn't fully appreciate it until we moved to San Francisco, and a lot of my playdates had to be arranged beforehand. I didn't have the same freedom um, that I did to just exit the house and wander to the beach or to the pools or to Modica. Um, but I've really treasured that now. I don't think a lot of kids uh, have that. Um, but I think Seaside's existence as a holiday town allows a lot of people to enjoy it even for just a week or two out of the year when their daily life might not allow for it, which is pretty great. And. Uh, as an adult coming back here recently, I've had the pleasure of seeing that Seaside also has the grants elderly people the same privilege. So as my grandmother has aged, her ability to move around has decreased, but Seaside has allowed her to stay in contact with people 
and not be sequestered by herself, which has been really amazing to see. This has contributed a whole lot to her own happiness and I think is very good for us as a community to have old people mingling among us who we can learn from and who keep us, uh, keep us good. <laughs> so here's to that. <laughs> so in a few years, hopefully we'll be equipped for the rest of you. <laughs> so uh, I hope we can continue to keep growing as a community and provide a space for those who can't drive themselves to still be engaged with life. Um, and uh, I guess that's about it. Thank you so much for all you've given me and all you've given uh, to my grandma. She's gotten older and everyone else. So thanks. <laughs> Well, I see Jackie standing back there with her arms crossed and trying to avoid, okay, Donna, you've, you've drawn the short straw. Come up and, yeah. We're looking for the people who've been around here the longest, and you've actually been here longer than Micah. <laughs> um, I'm really no good at public speaking, so I have to apologize right now. Um, I'm, I'm actually writing a book, and... Um, I'm up to the first seven chapters. It starts in 81, and it goes to 88. So um, in 1981, right where we're sitting right now, we had um, the temple for the shrimp shack. Um, Robert and Daryl used to give away beer and wine because they didn't have a liquor license, couldn't sell it. Um, Daryl was out here selling vegetables and bread. My parents had a chuck wagon here. Um, so that's kind of where the Seaside Saturday Sunset Bazaar started. Um, in 82, the Tupelo Pavilion was being built by Mike Warner. Hi, Michael. And um, we also had a really interesting visitor that year. And um, if Tom Stein is here, he can help um, further tell the story. We had a Chris Craft yacht anchor out here. It was a terrible, terrible storm. And um, it ended up anchoring here. It ended up on the beach. Um, of course, all of the neighbors thought Robert was running drugs or weapons because the guy who was on the boat um, was all duded up with gold and they were carrying out these long black um, cases. So that was the Chris Craft angel. And is Tom here? Because Tom's got pieces of it to, as proof. Um, then in 83, the Tupelo gazebo was built. And then, of course, Robert and Daryl got married there. But all of us old timers used to do golf cart races. And we would start in the very back in Seaside 15, which used to be where the maintenance and housekeeping was. And we would, there were two directions we would go. We would fly up Tupelo Street around the gazebo, across Grove, down Savannah, back into the maintenance area. And um, I actually got really good. And um, then in 84, the post office wasn't there yet, but the area was cleared. And um, it used to be where the various um, d d army, navy, et cetera, et cetera, would have what they called like, um, dog wars or whatever and it, it, we had a huge 
Army helicopter land right where, well, actually right behind the post office. So zero work got done that day. Um, 85, the post office was built. 87, the water tower was built. Um, and then, of course, 88, the Modica Market. And that's where my chapters end right now. So that's it. Thank you, Donna. I think we all look forward to reading this book, the, uh, the real story of Seaside. So who, who else back there is, uh, I see Mary Patton sitting with big shades on trying to be incognito. Come on up and say something. <laughs> okay. Well, Bill and Heavenly are sitting next to them, and you're never short. Sure, uh, shy for words, so come up and <laughs> This is a marvelous day, and all of y'all are just beautiful, and it's good to be here, and a special day for everyone here, obviously, but it's a real special day, too, for myself and for Heavenly, my wife, and I do remember 1983 and I came down here because a person that was close to me who lived in Bonifay told me that I should not invest in Captiva I should really come to a real beach on the Gulf of Mexico and so we drove down and we arrived at the little red house on Tupelo and I met Robert and I met Jackie and a guy by the name of Chris Kent. I don't know whether Chris is here today, but uh, very well. There you go. I see you. Um, and they described this fantastic vision and the story. And I was captivated by it, like so many of you have been. And I have to tell you, I didn't realize it when Robert said to me, that one of the visions he had with Seaside was that people would be able to come here, invest, buy, and possibly those that wanted to own a business here could buy a, area, a business and actually live above and work below. And I thought that was a cool idea, but I didn't necessarily buy into that. I bought into Seaside, and I bought into what God has created, this beautiful Gulf of Mexico and as a result built a house, I think it was around the seventh house in Seaside in 1984 actually, made the deal in 83. Didn't realize what that meant. Didn't think I would ever live here, really. However, in 1986, I built a second house, which I still own, actually Heavenly and I own it, and uh, it's on the beach. and was the first house on the cottage rental program. And it has been there for all of these years. And, but that's just a little part of the story. And without going too much further, there was a momentous time in 1988. I opened Dawson's Yogurt. And just a year later, I had the opportunity to really get to know Heavenly. And she changed my life. And, and we dated for eight years. 
Uh, excuse me, five years. We dated for five years. <laughs> what are you laughing about, Dave? <laughs> anyway, so what was interesting about that, I proposed to Heavenly on top of our house, Savannah Sands, and we got married on May 29th, 1993. That also was the year that we opened Pickles. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because one of the visions that Robert and Daryl had was to build a town, not a resort and not a closed community, but an open community, a new urbanist community. And I love that. And I know all of you do. And it's been a, a marvelous success and so therefore Heavenly and I got married on the Tupelo Beach Pavilion somebody else did as well <laughs> and then after and by the way another little thing I see Larry Davis in the back there a fine man good friend and Larry actually married Heavenly and I now, the last thing I want to say is that since then, Robert and Daryl have been very generous in allowing us to incubate several other businesses in Seaside and to actually end up doing exactly what he said he wanted to have happen in Seaside, is to have people come and live here and work here and, and build a life here. And so to end the story, in 2000, Heavenly and I decided to leave corporate America, retire, ha, 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 didn't happen, and, and to uh, come down and work in these businesses. And it's been a joyous occasion. And I would just like to say to everybody here, I hope and I pray that this vision that Robert and Daryl have for the future, which he doesn't want to talk about right now, will continue in the glorious ways that it has so far. It's had a major impact on my life, and I'm sure it has on each of you. Thank you. I just have to say um, to Daryl and Robert, thank you for allowing Bill and I to live this beautiful dream here and to build the businesses that we have and employ the 150 people we employed last year, uh, being able to offer that. None of this would happen without the two of you. So I just want to say from my heart, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robert. The reason I was laughing, Bill, is it took me eight years to, uh, to marry my amazing wife. <laughs> so uh, you got the numbers mixed up. Uh, yes, uh, in about three days, it'll be 31 years that we've been here in Seaside. Uh, when I first met Robert Davis, uh, I was with my former partner, Scott Witkowski. It was in the fall of 1985. And Many of you know this story, I won't go into too much detail, but we were going surfing and I didn't want to stop because the waves were good, but my, my dear friend and partner for 20 years, Scott, said, no, we should stop. So we stopped, we went to the Red House, we met Robert, and, and Robert uh, told us about this opportunity to open this restaurant, uh, and he also told us about the vision that he had for Seaside. 
And to be frank with you, it wasn't hard for me to quit college in my last semester and become a college dropout because I was just as excited about Robert and Daryl's vision for Seaside as I was about opening a restaurant at 24 years old. Um, and, and what you have done for this community and for this state and really internationally, uh, you and Daryl have shown that good planning and design has quality. It has, it has immeasurable quality quality that adds to our lives, our quality of our, our lives, and it has financial quality. And in both areas, lasting quality that goes on for generations. And it's, it's very clear that Seaside has been an inspiration to so many people and has touched so many lives. And in, in the immediate area, the influence is evident when you look at Rosemary Beach and you look at Watercolor and Alice Beach and even the, the, the non-planned traditional communities. It shows that planning and design has value, lasting value. And that's something that we all must embrace. And going into the future, uh, knowing that there's gonna be some change on the south side that is gonna be tremendously beautiful. And that great planning and design is going to have value that's going to enhance the seaside experience, It's going to enhance the, uh, the South Walton experience. Uh, these things go on for generations. And now that, that I'm married and have a seven-year-old daughter and a, and a five-month-old daughter, <laughs> uh, I get to, just like with Micah, pass this on. And, and this goes on for generations. So it's so, it's so amazing to still be here and, and to have had a voice in this small town in Florida and to continue to have a voice. I thank you and Daryl and all of the people who have contributed their passion for Seaside and this wonderful place where we live. Thank you. Well, see Marcia Dollar standing back there. Marcia's done as much as anybody in this town to make this a mecca for the arts and keep us amused and entertained. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. My introduction to Seaside was one of love, instant love, and boy, did I fall hard and fast. My then fiance brought me out here into the sticks. We drove for an hour and a half in the absolute dark. It was a cold night in January. It had rained, and when we arrived in Seaside, the rain was trying to freeze, and it was like a million diamonds were hanging in the sky, and the Milky Way was overhead. I think that helped seal our deal in a, on a personal level, Robert. My first experience of Seaside was that same January in 1993, when a personal friend and playwright who was among the first group of artists with Escape to Create, produced a play that in part touched our lives in a very personal way. And I witnessed the power of art to transform grief and to unite people and inspire and to create almost a sacred space 
that transcends language and celebrates all that we are as humans. So at this intersection of architecture and art and lifestyle, this incredibly complex, su successful experiment that continues to be lived out in so many ways, day by day, that, that this is the seaside that we all intensely love and revere, and it's one that we know will endure in ways that possibly we can't even name now. It's the privilege of my life to contribute to this immense vision that has inspired so many and continues to be a clarion call for living a life of contribution and for making a difference in the world, just as Seaside has done. Robert and Daryl, thank you uh, for all that you have encouraged and all that you have built uh, through a life of culture here in Seaside through Escape to Create and the incredible community of nonprofits that enrich our lives in so many ways. Thank you. Okay, anybody ready to come up here? How about Charles Modica Jr.? I saw him back there somewhere. Okay, come on. <laughs> so when I first met Charles, it was here in what was in the Sip and Dip. And I think he was 18 years old, and uh, we had a great adventure scooping ice cream. Well, there's his mom, but you start out. Come on up here, Sarah. So, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah and Charles moved down here for the summer from Bessemer and uh, opened up this wonderful sandwich and ice cream place, which stayed open until I persuaded them that they really needed to move down here full time with Papa Charlie and open up a grocery store. And the rest is history for all of us because there's so many of us who have lived our lives uh, in the Modica Market, hanging out in front of the Modica Market and treating that place as a community center. The grocery store for Charles Sr. was a nice little country store with maybe chairs out front. If you wanted a loaf of bread, go in and get it and put the, put the uh, money on the register. Robert said, no, let's go to New York. I think there's Dean and DeLuca, Zay Bars. You need to see those. And so that's, thanks to Robert, has made Sip, uh, Modica Market the success that it's been. But let me say before I go on about that, one of my happiest moments was one, mo one early morning on the, oh, I'm sorry. There was a knock on my door on Tupelo Street, and there was Daryl, and she says, we're pregnant, Micah. <laughs> and that was such a happy thing for her to share that. Yes, yes. And we thank you all very much, but tradition, I thank Carmel and Charles for taking up their daddy's banner and keeping Modica Market what he intended it to be.
something, a place for the people to meet and love and stay in touch forever. Hello and goodbye when you come and when you go. Thank you all very, very much. What I really wanted to tell you was a story about um, my mother and father when they first got here. Uh, they had a, uh, a family friend that told them about, <clears throat> excuse me, Seagrove Beach and 30A and they were getting ready to retire and they were looking for a place, uh, a property to look for to, to retire to. And uh, mother saw this road cut and this little red house on the side and she goes, Charlie, turn into there. So dad turns in, they go up on the porch in the little red house, which, is, which was the office. And um, Robert was sitting there with Bud on his lap, rocking in the, on the swing. And they introduced themselves. And so um, Robert told him about what his vision would be about this town and the community and so on and so forth. And um, so they said goodbye. My father and mother get in the car. My dad said, that man is crazy. And that ain't never going to happen. <laughs> so uh, right after that, she She's, they're back down here. They made a couple, a couple of visits. And uh, in May of 1984, I think it was, they closed on the lot on Tupelo Street, which is 102 Tupelo. And she basically said, oh, yes, we are. So, and then from there, things kind of went, went on. And we've been blessed to have this family in our lives and all of you guys. So thank you. Sarah and Papa Charlie were the ultimate uh, examples of the lemonade test. You've probably, many of you have probably heard about this, but our uh, sales office could pretty much tell whether somebody was a candidate to buy property here in Seaside uh, by whether they were willing to sit on a porch rocker and drink a glass of iced tea or a glass of lemonade uh, and take their time experiencing this place or whether all they wanted to do was pick up the brochure, look at the model, and go down the road and see the next place. So it probably took uh, several gallons of lemonade to persuade <laughs> Charlie and Sarah that I might be crazy, but uh, not that crazy that they couldn't uh, help help us follow this dream. So thank you, uh, Sarah and uh, Papa Charlie. Chris Ken is, uh, Chris has been here almost as long as uh, Donna and Jackie and taught them all they knew back in the early 80s, they've learned a few things since then. <laughs> uh, in 1983, I bought a second home uh, just down the beach, a little tiny condo. And uh, as I was driving down with my brother and partner, we, we went by and the, the couple of little houses were on Tupelo Street and I turned to Mike and said, uh, we'll be working that one out with the bank. Uh, within the next couple of years, but I'm going down to get a place. And I went a little further and we bought 
these little places on the beach. Uh, then the movies started. Bunuel, uh, Antonioni, uh, Bergman, uh, with a sheet pulled on the beach. And I began to get gut hooked on Seaside. Uh, uh, hanging in the, in the, in the, in the the earlier iteration of Budden Alley's, The Grill. Uh, and Willie and Leah asked me, you know, you need to meet Robert. And I said, well, you know, I was burned out. Uh, I was beat up from the brokerage business uh, that I had been in for a number of years in Fort Walton and Destin. And I said, really, I'd rather not mix business. I'll, I'll just be fine out here. I like the movies. I think the, they're doing wonderful work. Uh, and I'll just hang. Uh, we met, and Robert, of course, Robert is really good at courting. Uh, and he said, you know, we're looking for a sales manager. And I said, well, Robert, you know, I'm, I'm burned out. I'm tired. I don't even know if I want to do brokerage anymore. I'll just stay here. I, I just, I like the little beach place, and, and I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Well, then he began cooking for me. And Daryl began cooking for me. And they were erudite. And they liked the music I loved. And they had a sense of style. And they had a sense of place. And, and of course, we all know the rest of the architecture and urban planning and all the rest of the stuff. But these people were interesting. And so I told my partner and brother at the time, well, it doesn't look like it's going to be a workout. Uh, it could be around a while, and so I'll just keep hanging with these people. I like their cooking. They seem to like my cooking, so we'll just, we'll just continue. Uh, this went on for a number of months in 83, and I received a letter, and, and it was from Robert, and he said, I want you at Seaside. Invent a job you will take. <laughs> and I thought, hmm. Uh, and I literally could not turn it down. So the arrangement we made, this is the classic introverted, you know, two introverts trying to work each other out here. Uh, the arrangement we made was we'll look at each other every year. I'll handle all of the marketing and sales of the real estate side. Uh, and if we don't like each other by the end of the year, we'll break up. And that was, uh, that was 1983. Uh, I thank you, Robert, and I thank you, Daryl. Uh, the ability, uh, I don't know if it was faith, if you were just against the wall, uh, or some, some place in between, but to allow an introvert to completely turn the real estate process from a blue suede shoes, pleased to meet you, uh, harangue, into something mindful and quiet and, and, and deep. Uh, I know you had your, your, your questions, uh, particularly during those downturns. I know it was tough. But you stuck by me. Uh, and, and Jackie and Donna, uh, blind faith, foolishness to have followed this notion. We were literally going through the master plan that Robert and Andreas had presented to only to the press. And it was these large two by three drawings. And thousands of times a year, Jackie and Donna, at my, at my request, at my order, I don't know what it was, 
would go page by page and say, this is what the downtown will be. This is what live work looks like. This and over and over. Uh, you know, from, from you all to you all, I just can't thank you enough. Uh, it's been a great laboratory, and when I leave here, uh, you know, Seaside was my first love, and I'm on my way to Louisiana for number 108. So, uh, thank you all. Thank you so much. Well, when we f first uh, went over and had sushi at Chris's back in the early 80s when nobody was eating sushi. We realized this guy was kind of a Zen master. He was also a uh, classical musician and um, got into real estate because he wanted to make an honest living, I guess. <laughs> but it, was, it really was transformative because he basically taught Jackie and Donna how to control a process in which uh, most, uh, which is generally characterized by excessive aggressiveness on the part of salespeople, over-promising and under-delivering. And they, we did just the opposite. We also created this rather remarkable counterintuitive approach to dealing with downturns. So when the Texas-Louisiana oil boom busted, we announced a price increase, and we sold real estate. And uh, Jackie and Donna can tell you some other time how that worked, but it was completely counterintuitive. It was really kind of like a form of jujitsu, where you let the uh, momentum uh, of your opponent uh, carry him toward the goal that you want, to, toward the place you want him to be. So it was uh, an extraordinary time. So we have a bunch of other people here, and I'd love to, I don't know how much more time we have to uh, continue this. So We're good. How about Erica McKenzie? What's that? Okay. Erica is standing back there. McKenzie. <laughs> and McKenzie. How about both of you coming up here? So Mackenzie is about Micah's age and uh, pretty much grew up here. She was part of the gang of uh, rugrats and toddlers and uh, ruffians who spent their uh, time here uh, pretty much every day after school. So um, why don't you start? <laughs> I have been crying for 45 minutes. Um, there's not a day of my life that doesn't involve Seaside. I'm really sorry. I've been crying since This Is Us last night. <laughs> um, when I was born, my parents both worked at Bud and Alley's. Um, and then Robert and Daryl saw something in my mom to allow her to create the retail of the town. And I am just so thankful for that. I'm thankful for numerous people here providing me with the greatest aunts, uncles, childhood best friends, memories. Um, I never knew how great it was until I moved away and of course I came back. Um, I like to joke that I'm the real Truman because I cannot escape. Um, <laughs> and now I would never want to. Um, I'm so thankful to my mom um, for her brain, her heart, 
for believing in me to follow in her footsteps. Um, I just love this place. I take it so personally. I could never work anywhere else and take it. I eat, breathe, sleep seaside. We talk about it until we cuss each other out at 10 o'clock at night about it. Um, so just thank you so much. Thank you for dragging us across the country when we were children, Daryl, allowing us to go to all of the buying trips. Um, they actually took us to Las Vegas when we were way too young. Um, they went to market and left us with Adele, Daryl's mother. Well, Adele had other plans. This is when MGM had an amusement park in the back. And so Micah and I just wandered the Vegas Strip as children. Um, it's a wonder we're still here. Um, we used to one of my most terrifying memories is Halloween in Seaside because every one of you used to think it was hilarious, especially Carmel Modica, to be the most terrifying human being. I would hide under the Button Alley's bar because people partied and took us wherever children were not supposed to be. Um, thank you to the Modicas for encouraging me to charge on my mother's charge account. That's how I ate fifth through the eighth grade. I ate several meals a day. Um, I've done every job there is to do here, and I don't even know what my current job is, but I just love coming here. Um, I've done it all, and just thank you so much. Thank you. Well, you know my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> anyway, I read a quote uh, not too long ago that said, there's a moment in your life that the door swings open and your future is ahead of you. And that moment was 30 years ago, February. I had, was, had a three-month-old baby, very, very broke, and we lived about four minutes from Seaside, and I was driving down the road. Of course, nobody was on the road, and there was a sandwich board out in front of the post office, which is not allowed anymore. And it said, Bud Alley's now hiring. So I pulled my car over, went in, and interviewed with Dave, and started as a hostess and then started waiting tables. And during that time, Robert would come to our waiters meeting in the afternoon around four o'clock and he would just unveil his vision for the future. And we were just, we drank the juice. We just, you know, we just couldn't believe this was gonna happen where there was nothing. So later that year, um, Daryl gave birth to Micah and she and I connected because we were both struggling moms and didn't know what we were doing. And um, the next year, Robert started talking about his vision of the hall building and doing a general store. So my background is interior design, so I took a chance and gave him my resume and they hired me. But Dave made me work through the season before I could go to work with him. <laughs> And uh, we opened up El Pizit's General Merchandise, and that store carried garden hoses, wheelbarrows, nails, plumbing fixtures, Egyptian cotton sheets, Italian pottery. And Daryl was so gracious to move the original Seaside t-shirt she designed over to the general store. So from Perspicacity and El Pizit's General Merchandise, Daryl and I, decided that we would venture out and try all new things to see what retail would work here and would not. And believe me, we tried it all. Originally, we had a fresh flower shop that rented bicycles. 
called Pedals on Pedals. We were crazy. We spent more time fixing bicycles than selling fresh flowers. Um, we opened up a paper store that had everything stationary called Papyrus. Then we got sued because that was a registered trademark. So <laughs> we had to change the name. Um, we also spun off the Seaside t-shirt into its own space called Souvenirs. The rest is history, that original basic Seaside t-shirt that Daryl designed by taking an architectural lettering course has become a world phenomenon. And from that basic little t-shirt, we have become a national known brand and we're so proud to represent the Seaside style with that, brown, with that brand. I just can't thank Robert and Daryl enough. They gave me a Cinderella story, the life no one could even imagine for the past 30 years, and I cannot thank you enough. I love y'all. Y'all have been teachers, mentors, friends, just fun people to be around. I never know what's gonna happen next. Always can't put my guard down, but it's been great. <laughs> thank you. Well, this is an inspiring story, and uh, Erica and Daryl have done marvelous things with the brand, but McKinsey's taking it to new levels with a sense of style and design and marketing flair that uh, is truly astounding. So since Erica's hugging John Seaborn, I'm going to try to get him to come up and say a few words. John was our town architect and building inspector, and the fact that We've survived several hurricanes without any buildings blowing down is largely attributable to John's skills. Well, it's actually the contractors that were building the buildings. Uh, <laughs> but uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I will forever be indebted and grateful to Robert and Daryl for bringing me into the fold of Seaside. Uh, they did more to advance my career and professionalism than anything else. And um, I've got a number of stories I could tell, but I'll only narrow it down to a couple. Uh, when Robert called me about doing his house plans on Seaside Avenue, uh, first thing I said, well, are you in a hurry for it? And he said, well, yeah, I'd like to get it going pretty quick. And I said, okay, well, I'll come over and meet with you on a Friday night and uh, came over and uh, met with him and he pulled all these sketches out and uh, we talked for a couple of hours and uh, I finally said okay yeah I, I can I can take care of that and as I was walking out the door he said oh I, I forgot to tell you the house is already under construction and uh, <laughs> I said well I'm gonna have to come back the next day which is Saturday and measure what's on the ground so uh, I can make sure we've got everything coordinated well uh, I brought my wife and kids over that morning. They spent the day on the beach while I was measuring the house. When I drove up, they were already working on the second floor framing. And uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, uh, I started on the plans and would come over uh, during the week in the evenings and uh, uh, meet with him and Daryl. And, um, as he found out my background and, and all, he started talking to me about coming to work here. And I turned him down for, I guess, a couple of months. And, uh, and one time I asked him, I said, well, how long do you think this project is going to last? <laughs> uh, because I wasn't in the habit of jumping from job to job. And he said, 
oh, at least 15 or 20 years. And uh, I said, well, that, that sounds good. Um, but uh, anyway, kept working and I finally committed to come to work after I had seen what was going on here. I think it was just Tupelo, Savannah and Ruskin were only place there were a couple of houses. It seemed like there were about 15 or 20 houses at the time. And um, so uh, that was in the fall of 86. And uh, after I uh, came to work here, besides checking on the construction, I was working on Robert and Darrell's house plans. And in those early days, I did a lot of work in ink because of the, the computer uh, AutoCAD systems weren't widely used in uh, architecture, but the ink just made the drawings pop. And uh, it didn't take me long to learn that was the wrong thing because I started rubbing holes in the paper, <laughs> changing things. And uh, uh, one of the stories that I've related often to different ones, <coughs> uh, after I'd been here for a while and uh, we were working on details for the house. And I don't know if you remember about the stairway that went around the kitchen and up to the second floor. Um, I had drawn out a lot of details for that, and uh, he wanted to make a few changes. Well, I started thinking, well, it's got to be better for me just to pick up a new sheet of paper, trace over what I'm going to keep, and then add the new stuff. Well, after about five sheets of drawings over different times, Robert came in one morning, and, and he said, you know, I, I think it was about that second plan that we looked at. And so I went to the drawer, pulled it out, and... Uh, he said, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Robert made the comment. He said, John, I hope you don't think this is demoralizing. And I said, Robert, if I'd thought that, I would have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> I said, you're paying me well. I said, if you want me to draw it a thousand times, I will do it. Uh, but uh, I always enjoyed working here in Seaside. It will forever feel a part of Seaside. And um, uh, one of the other stories that uh, I relate um, as the town center was beginning to be developed, there was really no buildings. The post office was still here, but they put the roads in. <clears throat> Robert encouraged everyone to park into the town center to make it look like things were going on in town. <laughs> and, and coming over from Panama City today, I remember driving Back Beach Road, which was a two-lane highway. The only traffic light was at Highway 79 between Hathaway Bridge and Seaside. And I would drive for several weeks on 30A and not meet a soul. Uh, this morning, I don't know how many cars I was behind and how many cars I met. And just, I was thinking about how much this place had changed. And it's all because of Seaside uh, getting things started here. And uh, I appreciate everything that uh, Robert and Daryl uh, did for me while I was here. And like I say, I'll forever be grateful. And uh, it, it's, everything was enjoyable. I'll have nothing but good memories, and um, and it was a pleasure helping Robert and Daryl achieve their dream, uh, their persistence and determination, and their pursuit of excellence uh, to get Seaside built. And I've got so many wonderful friends here from the early days. I often think about things. We were all like one big family here. I remember some of the staff meetings were had, we had. It was just a, a small family group. Uh, everybody got along and uh, it just went great. And like I say, I have nothing but wonderful memories and I thank Robert and Daryl.
Who else wants to come up here? Kevin. Thank you. Uh, so I, I think it's 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 interesting to hear all the wonderful stories from twenty and thirty years ago and how amazing it is that when I first stepped into Seaside ten years ago, um, it was the same experience. Uh, I heard that there was a comedy group that was leaving the Seaside Repertory Theater and that they were auditioning new comedians to come in. And I just graduated from Florida State and grabbed a couple of my friends that I performed with and we drove over from Tallahassee and we auditioned and we got it. And I had my first professional comedy gig and we performed at the Seaside Repertory Theater and had wonderful plays and were able to bring what I didn't know at the time how important it was to bring professional theater into a town, into an area. And it was such an honor to, to be here for that. Um, and over the years, my life has evolved and has never left Seaside as many times as I've actually tried to leave this area. Uh, <laughs> I ended up staying here and I've loved it. And I've met so many wonderful people and made so many different connections here and named my company after a line in the Truman Show. And, and it's amazing to see the amount of effort that is still put into the town today. And I wanna give just a quick shout out to everybody that maintains the town on a daily basis. And Trey and his team and the Courtesy team, a big round of applause to one of my, one of my favorite places on earth is, is Paris, France. I, I, I got a major in French, which I still don't use. Uh, but I, I remember saying how impeccably that town was well kept. And I never thought that I would be able to see something like that, you know, in the United States with that kind of effort and that kind of attention to detail that there, you know, before anybody arrives in Seaside, there are people that have been working here for two hours to make this town look like nobody was here the night before. And that's an amazing feat during spring break, of course. But I want to say from the bottom of my heart, as somebody that's kind of new to this town, to see people like Chef Shirley and Charlie, um, Carmel and the, the Dawson's and everybody that's always been so gracious and so nice to me and on top of all of that Pam being a, a mentor and a, a wonderful person to work with and the and the Davises this town has so much heart in it and it's lasted for 35 years and I can't wait to see the next 35 and I hope to be a part of it so thank you Robert and Daryl and Pam and everybody thanks so much Okay, Linda's going to come up and uh, talk to us. And then, hey, Carmel, it'll be your turn after. <laughs> well, I don't have anything prepared, but I just wanted to say thank you. It's been incredible, 30 years, and Daryl, I don't, oh, dear, Daryl. Thank you all so much. Uh, you know, I've made my family here, and this is my whole life, and it's been a great life, and thank y'all. Thank you for having us. Well, Kim Mixon. Kim wants to come up. Kim. I'm sorry. Mixon. Kim Mixon. Oh, okay. Pam uh, Mixon. I'm sorry. Oh, Kim. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Great. It's great to see you. Thank you. 
Hi, for those of you who know me, me I'm usually stuck at the back uh, over at the school. So um, I first came to Seaside actually 20 years ago and I was working at Swim and Tennis and uh, somebody came running up the stairs, one of the girls I was working with and she said, hey, I've got an interview for the Seaside School. And I was like, what? You know, I was a teacher. I just taught my first year down in Tampa. And I go, who, who, where did you, how, how do you do it? She goes, I don't know, but I'm inter interviewing with Rosemary Williams. I went home that night and I had a little brother typewriter and I printed out as many of the, my resumes that I could. I put them in the little folder and wrote Rosemary Williams. And all day I was working at swim and tennis. Everybody I would meet, I would say, do you know Rosemary Williams? Please give this to her. <laughs> so I think I had 12 in total. I don't know how many got to her, but I'm glad at least one of them did. So I got a call from Rosemary and she was like, hey, love, love to meet with you. And I was like, name it, time, place, I'll be there, no problem. So uh, we had a wrote our, my interview for Seaside School right there at Modic Market. We sat there, I'd been working, swimming tennis, sweating, oh, gross. Uh, got dressed in the pool house, bathroom, I was a total wreck. Uh, they drove me up here on my golf cart. So I was delivered in style and had a great interview with Dr. Rosemary Williams who started the um, school. So that's how I got here. I've been here 20 years. I don't know how that happened or where that time went, but I enjoyed hearing Mark, uh, Micah's remarks because I hope that kids are still kind of growing up in that same way here in Seaside. Uh, Modica Market, I think you raise a vast number of students <laughs> and giving them some after school uh, time. And we can't thank this community enough for all that it has done uh, to help get the school off the ground and get it to where it is now because it's come a long way from 36 students, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and two portables to our three buildings. We're serving on this campus, 5th, 5th through 8th grade, 170 students, and that would not be possible without all the parents that are here. I see a bunch of you here. There's a bunch of board members here. There's a bunch of former students here, which I love to see that they're coming back and using their great talents here at Seaside, and I hope that will continue. But even Robert, you all, I'm always amazed that you give so much of yourself, which I appreciate. At the very beginning, I know we did our first gardening classes in your all's garden. I remember you all teaching um, opera and everything with the arts and the dance. We couldn't do it without you both. So on behalf of the school, all of our parents, all of our students, thank you so much. What's that? I think Carmel does want to come up. Okay. Okay. Carmel has agreed to come up. No? <laughs> so you, these days we see Carmel in Modica Market, but Carmel was the first director of the Seaside Institute, the first marketing and PR director, and a lot of what you see here is a result of her early efforts to put us on the map. And I'm not a public speaker at all, so I want you to know that I had, a, had gotten a divorce 
And I called Jackie Barker up and I said, I want to move into my mother's house. <laughs> and she said, come on. And Robert and Daryl allowed me to really grow here and do a lot of amazing things. And my friends were like, what are you doing? Why did you come to this isolated place? And I said, it's going to be this great city. We're going to do these wonderful things. And they said, well, that's not for a long time. And I said, well, we got to start. So we started, and we've done a wonderful job here. Thank you. Megan Harrison with Chamber. Good morning. I'm Megan Harrison. I'm the president and CEO of the Walton Area Chamber of Commerce, and I'm also a Walton County multiple generation native, um, sixth generation to be exact. I was born and raised in Defuniac Springs and I'm about the same age that Seaside is. So it's been incredible uh, to see this community grow and to be a part of that from friends growing up who worked here as summer jobs um, and then went on to you know, do great things and were inspired by this community. Um, but just as an economic driver, the, the risk and the vision that you and Daryl had that inspired so many other people to take a chance in Walton County and to inspire growth um, is just extremely inspiring and we're so grateful for that. So as the, the current uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce, I know that speaking on behalf of all of the business community in Walton County and um, all of the residents and citizens, thank you for helping to create a sense of place that wants that makes other people want to come here and to move their families and to move their business. Um, without, without your vision, that would not be possible. So thank you for taking the risk. We're grateful for you. Lisa Burwell. What's that? Lisa Burwell. Lisa Burwell's here. All right. So Lisa's another former marketing and PR director who went on to greener pastures. Thank you so much, Daryl and Robert. I moved here from Boston in 1993 to be the first director of the Seaside Merchants Association and I came from corporate America and Daryl and Robert both cautioned me that it would be very different to leave an urban city life and to come here. I was single. They said it was very hard to meet men here. Thankfully, I met my husband a couple years later here. And I worked for these great people, these visionaries, these renegades, these pioneers and I think most of all of us that ended up here were drawn here and some people said we were drawn to the beach but that wasn't what we were drawn to. We were drawn to these amazing people who had so much foresight and tenacity and could see talent in people. And everybody that came through here that worked here has immense talent and that was just a reflection of both Robert and Daryl. I worked my two-year contract here I started my business called Cornerstone Marketing and Advertising with their blessing, retained Seaside for the first year or two after I opened my company, which is 23 years old now. And then 10 years ago, I created and founded V Magazine, which is celebrating its 10th year right now. And honestly, and I tell this to everybody who I talk to, I owe all of that that has happened to me in the last 23, 24 years to the opportunity, the destiny of me being here, to Robert and Daryl and all the different people that I still know here that are in the magazine, Dave Roshkov being one of them when he heard that I was starting a magazine. I don't know if we had named it yet and he came in with his first check for the first ad in the magazine and I'm immensely grateful to so many people. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Robert.
My name is Pam Avery, um, pronounced like it had a Y at the end, but it has an A at the end. Um, I've been here now 17 years working with Robert and Daryl, and I started working here as their Director of Human Resources, and that was when Robert had 200 employees. So we needed some infrastructure, and I had come from a corporate environment, and I was anxious to come to a place that hopefully I could um, apply some of my talents in that field. After seven years and Robert sold Cottage Rental, I kind of wondered what I was going to do because there were not as many employees. But Robert had a meeting with me and he invited me to um, take the job as his general manager. And I remember saying to him, well, Robert, you know I really don't have any experience in commercial leasing and property management. And he said, I know that, but what I think you're good at is relationships, and that's what I value. So I remember going home that night <clears throat> and saying to my husband that I had been offered this job. And um, I said, and remember Robert told me, you know, this will take you a while to get used to this place, and it'll take you a while to learn all about us, so give yourself about a year to learn. And I remember telling my husband that night, I wonder if he thinks I'm really that smart. Because he said it would take me a whole year to learn this job. <laughs> well, it's taken me seven more, and I still haven't learned everything. And I'm happy I haven't, because I have such wonderful teachers in Robert and Daryl. They're very generous in every way, and especially with their time. This place is so important to them. The people who help them make it better um, are also important. Their wonderful leaders have been great mentors for me, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that I'll be hopefully continuing to help them with the future plans. Thank you. Well, I think one of the keys to this place is we're all uh, learning on the fly and trying to uh, figure it out as we go along so we can certainly work together to try to figure out what the next thing is. Sarah, are you? Uh... <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Sarah, and it's been great to listen to all of you. I have a very different relationship with Robert and Daryl. I date their son. So they have, when I first started dating D Micah, it was like there were these mythological creatures that everybody talks about in Seaside. So I was really nervous to meet them. And for the past two years, they have shown me nothing but love and support as an individual and love and support in dating their son. And they're just great people. And most of our relationship is around food, chocolate, a lot of chocolate. And um, I cannot thank you two enough for allowing me into your family and supporting us, Mike and I, and then me as an individual. So thank you. Larry, how about you? Were you 
Larry showed up here the uh, day that Michael was born. Uh, and uh, so that's 29 years ago. <laughs> so um, graduating from college in 1983 at Arizona State University, thought I had the world on a string. Walking through the living room, as brilliant as our parents are, our father looked at me and said, what are you going to do with your life? I replied, I'd gotten out in four years, put myself through school, thank you very much. I'd take the summer off and deal with the recruiters in the fall. He said, well, your half-brother just inherited a half a mile of beachfront. He's building some small little cottages on the coast. You could go sell real estate for him. I don't know him that well. I may wind up back in Macon. Thank you very much. And uh, the business world took me to Denver, Colorado, and then to Southern California, where I spent four years in uh, Los Angeles, traveling around selling electrical wholesale materials, till our father's death brought us together in London, of all the crazy places. Um, having an opportunity to spend a week with Robert and Daryl in London um, through the trauma of losing a parent, but not realizing the doors that were opening up in front of me. And having that wonderful week with Leon Creer wandering around London took me back to Los Angeles and took me about 10 months to escape Southern California to wind up along the coast of uh, Florida. Starting with Carmel and the rental office with about 20 houses on the rental pool as the community was built, Carmel moved toward the Institute and I'd moved toward group sales. And I had the wonderful opportunity to travel the Southeast, calling on many of the property owners that were executives throughout to say, bring your corporate meetings to Seaside in the fall and the spring and the winter to help make this a year-round community. And with much success, that happened. And then... Um, at Robert's encouragement to get my real estate license and to go to work for a local real estate company. Looking at Seaside almost 25 years ago, coming back to him and saying, well, you need another real estate office in Seaside. What? One that didn't compete with you. Well, South Walton County being 53,000 acres and Seaside with 80, I thought that was pretty fair. You take your 80, I'll take everything else. But I've had the good fortune to watch Seaside grow from the inside, that led me to Rosemary Beach and a lot of influence that I uh, was able to have at Rosemary Beach that has led my career on through 25 years, 28 years in real estate. But the most important thing was meeting a young lady that worked with Daryl at the time in the Rose Cafe, my wife Melissa, who is unable to join us today, but we just recently celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary right here with Dave at Budden Alley's on New Year's Eve. So Seaside holds a special place in my heart. My family has been able to grow up here. I've watched my children and hope to watch my grandchildren grow up here as well. Continuing to watch Robert's vision and his lead as he has incubated people, businesses around here, that I'm looking at our children and saying we need to be able to offer them the type of community that they've grown up in to be able to raise their families and their children. But Daryl, Robert, Micah, Thank you for everything that Seaside represents. Thank you for the changes that you've made in me for the better. And thank you for showing and leading us all on another way and a better way of living. Thank you. Well, who else wants to come up? All right. So Lynn wrote the book on Seaside, or one of the books on Seaside. Th thank you. Um, my name's Lynn Nesmith, 
And I came here, um, actually Robert and Daryl gave me the chance to work on the 20th anniversary. It seems like yesterday, but um, what we thought we were all grown up, we were so, we thought we had a great history. Who knew that I would end up moving here, thanks to encouragement from Dave. I was still, um, I'd been working at Southern Living in Birmingham and was thinking about making the move full time here. And Dave says, you love it, you have fun, you're gonna make friends, do it. So. I haven't looked back, um, and that 20th anniversary then turned into a book called Seaside Style that I wrote, and then um, with encouragement from Linda and everybody at the bookstore, uh, I did a book on 30A Style, which came out about five years ago, and I'll plug myself, uh, 30A Living will be coming out in the spring, so I hope you'll all be uh, purchasing that book when it comes out. And um, it's just been great. I would have never had the opportunity without Robert and Daryl bringing me to Seaside. It's just an amazing place. I mean, who would think that a little stretch of beach would produce three books that I've written and books by numerous other people when it's just, you know, 35 years ago, it was nothing here but sand and trees and a dream. So thank you, Robert and Daryl, for everything. I think Bob Irwin is. Thank you, Robert. My name's Bob Irwin. My wife, Mary Beth, is right back there. Uh, our story is one of one word. My wife, Mary Beth, and our two kids, Ellen and Eliza. Ella's now 25 and Eliza's 24. And our one word that we use to describe seaside is home. It's our home. Uh, we've been coming here for 25 years since our girls were just little babies, and we've been homeowners for 15 years. And we've been coming home to Seaside to enjoy the water, of course, but it's not just the water. And we've been coming home to Seaside to enjoy the beach, and it's not just the beach. And we've been coming home to Seaside to enjoy the pool, and we have millions of memories at the pool with our little girls, but it's not just the pool. And we've been coming home to Seaside to enjoy all the shops and the merchants and the fun that you can have in Seaside, but it's not just the shops and the fun and the merchants you can have in Seaside. And we've been coming home to Seaside for all these many years to just enjoy the town, but it's not just the town. And we've been coming home to Seaside to enjoy all the people. And it is the people, but it's not just the people. We've been coming home to Seaside for the beach, for the water, for the pool, for the people, for the shops, the merchants, the fun, the arts, the community, the conversations, the dialogues, the dinners, all the fun we've had as a family all these many years. And we've been coming home to Seaside because it is home to us. So thank you for creating home for us. Thank you. So we're proud that uh, Bob's taking over as director of the uh, Seaside Institute, an organization that's uh, had a lot to do with the uh, spreading the word about the new urbanism before we even had that term, when it was called uh, new traditional development. And I saw Rick Montague sitting back there uh, 
who was involved in this uh, for quite a long time, uh, in particular in helping put together the South Walton Conservation and Development Plan, uh, working with me to make it happen, and then working as a trustee to see that the plan actually was something that we could be proud of. Thank you. first thing that should be said is Robert and Daryl are phenomenal people and the, the depth of their love and the depth of their intellect and their emotional commitment to the environment, to community, to the idea of community is unparalleled and we're all, we're all blessed. Um, I happened upon this place in 1987 and uh, we uh, went over to the sales office and made an offer on the house that we bought within 48 hours. Uh, in the, the interesting first few minutes of our visit here was we didn't know anything at all about Seaside. We just drove up and I th the houses were all these strange colors and I thought, okay, let's feel it out. And I started walking around and it was obvious within the first 15 minutes that there was intentionality here, that this was unlike anything that I had ever seen before. And um, only later did we know that there was a town plan and it, it didn't really make much difference because the idea was so powerful. But I wanna take a few minutes to talk about how incredibly generous Robert is with his time. He mentioned the South Walton Conservation and Development Trust. I am sure it existed because Robert went over and massaged the legislature. Most of you probably have no idea what it was, but the state had purchased 36,000 acres uh, in South Walton County. The local government was not happy about this because they thought that it was going to decimate the future of the tax rolls. So that the, the governor appointed seven of us, half from the county and half from around the state. And we hashed out a plan that today allows us to have the incredible values associated with conservation all up and down the 30A corridor, and you see it every few minutes as you walk or drive. That would not have been possible if the free market had just allowed itself to go. They were able to have land swaps. Robert was essential in seeing that when we did the finances, we made sure that Walton County was presented as an area built upon quality. And we had studies done to contrast what would be done in Okaloosa and Bay Counties. And now 30 or, how long ago was that, 25 years? It's a plan that actually has worked phenomenally well. And of course, if you're here, you know that investing alongside Robert and Darrell is about the best investment you can make and thank goodness Walton County was able to do that. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Daryl.
So I've promised not to talk about the future, but we are hoping to. All right. <laughs> we are hoping to have a reunion of the South Walton Conservation Development Plan trustees and uh, the consultants to update the plan and to take into uh, account all the growth that has happened here uh, to project further, the further growth that is pretty much inevitable and try to manage it in a way that will make this place more livable, not less so, particularly uh, in terms of traffic and parking and perhaps even more important in terms of economic development to move this place beyond tourism to a place that attracts people who can create the next generation of jobs, mainly in the knowledge industry and in the culture industry, and, and make this place even uh, a much more interesting place for our children to live in and our grandchildren to grow up in. Um, okay, who else is out there? I saw James Foley lurking in the background. Maybe he took off. Okay, well, Jim was one of the early pioneers of Seaside, and since I'm on the, uh, that spurs the notion, I'm, I'm looking at Jim Shirley back there, who's been here for quite a while and has contributed enormously to uh, keep, keeping us well-fed and uh, happy campers. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> it's been great. I've, um, a bunch of docs in Pensacola introduced me to um, Robert. I was having a lot of trouble with some farmers not growing anything I wanted to in, in the Santa Rosa, Scambia County. And he shipped me over with the Seaside Institute to um, Pienza with um, some of the people from Alice Waters um, Farm Group to help. They were all talking about um, the um, agricultural edge and um, architecture. So it was, a, it was a beautiful thing for that, and it was a, a time when we, um, I had some wonderful times in Italy with them, and then we became friends. And he offered me a, a spot here in Seaside, and, um, you know, it was like um, offering a spot in heaven, as my uh, buddy um, Dr. Ken Ford had always said. He goes, he goes once you drink the Kool-Aid in Seaside, it's over. They didn't tell me about the lemonade, but it was... <laughs> But uh, we've um, we've had a and it's been an incredible spot. We're watching it grow just in the even the last couple of years has just been amazing. And you guys, um, it's the um, the care that you guys put in and the details of watching over that the whole vision is all um, a cohesive message. And I really um, that's really why Seaside is still um, vibrant and um, it matters now today because of your um, your details. And uh, now I've got. Two more businesses here, some wine bars and all our, all our favorite things. And uh, it's all for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's kind of interesting how many of us met over food. Daryl and I are, are real foodies. And we, as I said, used to go to New Orleans just to buy olive oil and cheese. And now we're... Uh, importing it from all over the world and people come here to buy that sort of thing. So, um, who else out there wants to uh, talk? How about uh, Tony? 
You've been around for quite a while. <laughs> so Tony Cook uh, was ran our building department uh, for quite a while, and now is a world traveler. <laughs> well, um, my experience is a little bit different than the rest of yours. Uh, you got over food; we got it over postcards for Seaside. My wife Linda's brother had seen Seaside on the Bob Vila show, and we got interested in it, and we sent away for the things. Back then, they marketed the rentals with these little, like, baseball cards. And so we picked out um, the place Sandcastle up on the top of uh, Tupelo Circle there, and that was our first day. And uh, we didn't get the Kool-Aid, but somehow we drank it. <laughs> and, uh, Linda, when we checked out one time, Linda accosted somebody at the front desk and said, I want your job. And uh, eventually she did get in there and worked as a concierge. And um, Robert was kind enough to ask her to do the archiving, and she got to do some archiving. Uh, my experience was a little bit different. I started off in security and uh, patrolled the streets and got to know the Dawsons and the Modicas and a lot of the other people. And uh, so that was a really interesting way to get to know the town. After visiting here then to be an employee gave us yet another perspective. Uh, and uh, one of the funny stories on that is we used to have trouble with kids skateboarding up there in the middle of the town. And uh, so that was my job to kind of keep that under control. Uh, years later we were in uh, Publix and uh, a young man was bagging groceries there. And I walked on ahead, and he didn't realize that Linda and I were together. He said, that man was my nemesis. He just drove me crazy. <laughs> but uh, a little later on, again, uh, seeing something, I don't know, that I, I got to work in the commercial department, the building department. And it's just been a tremendous learning experience. And we feel like we're part of the family. And um, one thing I have to say about people, uh, Pam, my mother moved here with us, and uh, she lived to be 84, passed away a few years ago. Before that, there were a lot of times that uh, I needed to take her to the doctor. Pam never questioned anything I said, or it's just, yeah, that's fine, go take her to the doctor. So it's a wonderful place to work, and that's the perspective I'd like to share with you, too. Thank you, Robert and Daryl and Pam. Well, Kevin mentioned the rep, but uh, I think we ought to have Bert come up here and say a few words about the role of uh, theater in this town that celebrates the theatricality of uh, life at the beach. Thank you, Robert. Let, let me start by, by saying our family moved to Kansas City in 1994, and someone said you can drive a thousand miles in any direction and you're still not there yet. We discovered that Seaside was only 920 miles, so it kind of fit. We started coming down here as a family, and uh, after renting six or seven years, my wife Sue finally got me in a moment of weakness with Jackie Barker's help, and we bought a house in uh, 2004. And it's been a great uh, family experience for us, initially with our four adult kids, then with their, uh, they all got married, their wives, and we now have 12 grandkids, 
and everybody in the family loves coming to Seaside, and those four other families travel more than a thousand miles to get here. Several years ago, I got involved in the Rep Theater, and I'm presently uh, chairman, and as Bob Irwin talked, there's so much community here. It's not just the beach, it's not just the incredible architecture, the sense of community, but there's all these opportunities with the arts. And at the, um, at the Rep, we went from initially being a program that operated four months of the year, did a few plays. Brooke, we're up to how many events now? 300 a year. We operate 12 months of the year. We offer serious theater. We offer musical. We have a lot of community outreach programs. We have camp. I think it's part of the enrichment to the seaside community to not only be able to live here, enjoy the beach, but have all these opportunities to enjoy the arts. And Robert and Darrell, you've been so instrumental in setting up a community that allows all these wonderful things to happen. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. Well, while we have Kansas Cityans represented, uh, maybe Karen could be persuaded to come up and say a few words. Karen's invested a lot of her time and energy uh, in Escape to Create uh, <clears throat> and uh, is now chair of the town council, which is another important community institution. All right, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Escape to Create. I mean, I, I do two volunteer jobs down here. One is president of the town council, and the other is working with Kathy Toole and Marsha Dollar and with Escape to Create, and this is our 25th year for this great program. And it's due to the generosity of homeowners who donate their housing every year for an artist to stay for an entire month. So make sure you go to the website because we've got some great performances coming up and um, uh, please join us in supporting the artists who are here. And uh, as far as the town council, I represent the homeowners and we look forward to continuing to build this wonderful community together. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think we're about ready for cupcakes, but I see Glenn Sewell standing up there. Uh, and Glenn has uh, <laughs> also served on the town council and the board of the Seaside Chapel, another very important uh, part of our community. For those that don't know me, I'm Glenn Sewell. I'm the unofficial mayor of Seaside. Um, I thought Seaside needed a character, and I couldn't think of anybody any better than that to fulfill that. I am self-appointed. I was just re-elected upstairs at Budden Alley's for another term. Um, if you would like to have the job, I'll be glad to give it to you. Let me talk to you just uh, a little bit about what it's like to live here as a full-time resident for 25 years. I read an interesting article that if you want to get to know a city or a town when you're visiting, get up early in the morning and wake up with that town. And that's what I do every morning for 25 years. Kevin mentioned the blue shirts. They're in the back. I've never gotten here any earlier than them. 
either a paintbrush, a screwdriver, um, constantly cleaning the town. Look at this town. It's 35 years old. It looks about as brand new as you can have a town like this. I can compare it to one that I just visited, not to mention names, down in Sandestin, which has been totally eroded over the last 10 years. I think that's a tribute. I know it's a tribute between Robert and Daryl. Many years ago, Robert told me a story about the difference between a developer and a founder. A developer will come in, knock down all the trees, maximize the land, and put in houses. If someone gave you a piece of paper and said, build a city, what would you do? How in the world would you start? Anybody can just put in row houses after row houses, and Lord knows down here we see a lot of that. But take the time to put in the civic buildings, the schools, the offices, the chapel. Post office is incredible. That Robert told me he built that just so people would believe that he was going to build a town here. It represents a symbol of permanence, and by golly, it worked. So my hat's off to Robert as the founder and Daryl to remain with the city and to keep our standards as high as they are now. I've got to give a special shout out to Dave and his team at Button Alley's. For many years, I was in the corporate world, and I'd be gone every Monday, come back to Seaside every Friday night. And it became my habit to come downstairs when there was only the downstairs bar. Dave was always there with a handshake, and we would solve all the world's problem at that bar and the post that's right there, the most powerful post in the world. The power curve. The power curve. One Friday night, I came back from an unbelievable, terrible business trip, sat down, and Dave said, don't sit down. Well, I always sit here every Friday night. What's the problem? He said, we have a special gift for you. Out comes the chair with my name in bronze on the back of it and a bottle of champagne. Kind of a real special token. As a matter of fact, the chair is still there with my name on it. And I tell everybody, many of you have been chaired academically. I've been chaired alcoholically. So. It <laughs> It's been a true joy to live in this town, but it's even been more fun to play in this town. And it goes back to the people that you play with. They're my family. I remember the old days in Modica Market when I'd be on my business trips coming back, Mr. Modica would have a list of people who came by to see me, and that's where we got our messages, was at the Modica Market. And Mr. Modica would rank them according to how attractive the ladies were. So he would say, this one you got to call back like right away. So it became a real sense of family. The shout out once again to Pat Day in the post office. My gosh, if you want to know what's going on in town, go ask Pat. I mean, I can figure out what's going on by just stopping in every day as they do to see her. So I can tell you honestly, it's been a real love of my life to live in this beautiful little town. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay, well, if I can get Pat Day to come up here and uh, provide some closing remarks. Where did, did she go back to work? I thought I saw her here. Okay. Well, I'll speak for Pat, as Glenn just did. But she runs one of the other centers of community here in Seaside, a very 
important place uh, for all of us to catch up on who's here, what's what, and, uh, and catch up with Pat. So I'd like to thank all of you, unless I, is there anyone else who wants to come up? Peter, are you? Uh, okay. Well, one more person, uh, maybe two, and then we're going to have some uh, cake and drink some more champagne. Yeah, I'll make this brief. Um, so my newly wed wife and I arrived in September of 1984, and um, everybody that we knew thought we were insane for moving to this desolate stretch of beach uh, and putting down roots here, but we've been very fortunate to raise a family, and Robert and Daryl have given us the opportunity with Marsha to be part of the town council, the institute, escape to create, the seaside school. It's just been a dream come true, really, and, uh, and I have to thank you guys. We worked in several developments that had developers, and I've always said that I really admire Robert and Daryl because they're still here, you know. They still walk across town and listen to all the barking dogs and mud puddle stories that, uh, that being a town founder, you know, really is a part of. And thank you so much. So let's have some cupcakes. Any other volunteers? Well, thank you. I think there's uh, more. What's that? Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, Alan's been helping build this place for uh, longer than you believe. He doesn't look that old. <laughs> yeah, when I first got here, there was uh, only two streets, uh, Savannah and uh, Tupelo, and they were gravel roads. And... Uh, over the years, uh, it's been phenomenal to see how it has changed. And uh, Peter, you're one of the first original ones here as well. Yeah, I think we, started about we, we both started about the same time. Uh, back in the early days, of the, actually the very first house I ever built from scratch, from start to finish, was a seaside house uh, there on Rosewalk. And of course, with all the detail that a seaside house gets, I was uh, like, baptism by fire I had to get I had to get the, the book out to find out how to cut the rafter tails uh, how to get do the math and everything and uh, at that point in time Beth Folter was leading the uh, construction crew for Seaside I was working for another contractor at that time I was just a carpenter and I built the house there on Rose Walk and then I built the house right on the corner of Savannah and, and 30A and at that point, uh, I was given, offered a job to go over to work for the seaside construction crew. And I turned it down because I thought I could probably, I wanted to go out on my own. And I joined forces with uh, Steve Landry at that time. I dragged him from Fort Walton Beach out here. And uh, we built a few houses and then, then I hooked up with an architect and did a bunch of design and build, but you know, and a lot of done over 40 houses here in Seaside, uh, so I've seen it grow, and I, and it's uh, the vision has been remarkable. I want to thank you for the opportunity here, and uh, you you've been a great inspiration for me. Thank you.
Any other volunteers? Okay, what's that? Well, this is really <coughs> a, um, a moving experience to hear all these stories and see all these people and, and uh, look back on 35 years of very slow, generally steady uh, attempts to build community. Most important to see uh, and hear from all the people who have helped us do it. Thank you for showing up and thank you for participating. Um, I just wanted to, uh, as you guys are getting ready to leave, just to let you know that you can continue to celebrate Seaside's 35th anniversary. We have a commemorative stamp now that is being sold in the Seaside Post Office, so please get yours today. Uh, we also, in the Seaside Times, we have a three-part series on the 35th anniversary, uh, beginning with the July-August issue. You can access that on the SeasideTimes.com website. And um, please feel free to come up. We have a poster here portraying several of the milestones, actually 35 milestones um, in Seaside's 35 year history. And um, as someone said earlier, don't forget about the Seaside Prize event that is coming up February 24th through 26th. You can get on the Seaside Institute's website, Bob, is that correct? And um, catch a glimpse into Seaside's future. So thank you for coming. We really appreciate, we love you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Seaside Radio Show. Special thanks to the merchants of Seaside. Connect with us for the latest on events and happenings on social media at Seaside Newtown Old Ways or at SeasideFL.com. And in case we don't see you, from all of us in Seaside, Florida, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.